I call it luck. In my experience, there's no such thing as luck. my friend Emily Lynn. Hi Emily. Hi Brittany. How are you? I'm okay. How are you doing? I'm doing good. Just chilling in in my pajama pants on uh this lovely Sunday morning. I assume you're not in pajamas or pajama pants. No, I'm in jeans because it's two o'clock in the afternoon. You're you're in jeans? Yeah. So you still get dressed even if you don't leave the house? Yes. Oh, my gosh. At least, like... I don't know feel dirty. Like, but I just feel like wearing jeans is just, like, uncomfortable. You know, maybe, like, jeans are no, fine. No, jeans are... Com- maybe you're wearing the wrong jeans. Jeans are the most comfortable. And also, I want, like, pockets. Some pajama pants have pockets. Yeah, but they're always... They're not, like good pockets they're always too saggy or they're too small what are you putting in your pockets at home well i'm often just like walking around with my with my phone or something yeah maybe just like stick it in your bra or something i don't know uh i don't do that because my phone's too big How's your week been? Uh, it was a week. It was okay. How about you? Uh, it was good. I don't think I did anything. Um, I went to the fair yesterday. How was that? It was fun. Yeah, our fair has uh, gone through some interest not interesting like some like awful things so the animal enclosure was closed because um they found strings of e coli attached to like the farm animals or something and like a kid has already died from it jesus yeah and i guess that's like the first time that's like ever happened so they think it's the farm animals but I don't know. It was really sad. Like I'm, I was reading about it, and it was a couple of kids from ages two to thirteen. Oh man! And they think it happened because 
they didn't wash their hands after, you know, playing with like the animals and stuff yeah. like the petting zoo. But God, you know, I wouldn't wish that shit on anyone. Like we almost lost Rusty to um, E. coli from eating lettuce at his school and at a restaurant, you know, and it's the worst. Like, you know, like his kidneys almost shut down and he was five. Like, and that was a two-year-old that died, too. So that almost just probably happened instantly. Like, it's so fucking sad. Yeah, that that definitely puts a damper on the fair-going experience. I know. It was weird. But, I mean, like, we made it the best that, the, the best experience that we could. I mean, I like going to, like, seeing, like, all the art and everything. And it's really cool because, like, they have a new thing where they show like uh movies that students have made like from like their cameras or like they had like little legos and they would do like stop motion things with them like it was really cool like we were sitting down watching some of those little movies and it was really it was really cool it's awesome seeing like what talent young people have especially with like art and like drawing and everything did you did you have any good fair food? Um, I tried chicken and waffles for the first time. Okay. It was good. And then I had ice cream sundae, but then I was like walking around trying to find somewhere to sit down and it kept melting and like I almost had a panic attack because I I hate sticky food. And it was like dripping and like that's like the worst thing is like when like just food is just dripping on you and you like can't do anything about it because I was already already holding like stuff and I'm like I can't just put the stuff on the ground because like I had like my purse and then we got some free t-shirts but they were like white t-shirts and like I didn't want to put like the white t-shirts on the ground because like they'd get dirty and I'm just crazy. Sounds like you made a poor decision. Yeah, I did. But we found somewhere to sit down and I I, I ate the ice cream. But yeah. Lesson learned. Don't, don't walk around a long time with ice cream. Like, just stay where you are <laughs> and eat it. Yeah. Yeah. So... Everything with you going good? Work? Is it hot outside? Yeah, it's been like up near 90 for the past couple of days. Fuck. We got some rain yesterday here. But it's supposed to be in like the 80s. So that's not terrible. Yeah, I'm already done with summer. Yeah, I'm not the biggest fan of summer. Because I burn easily and like it's hot. And I like colder temperatures better. Like, obviously, like, not, like, snow-in-my-face weather, but, like, you know, I could wear, like, a nice coat and some boots and be comfy and wear leggings. I like a good pair of leggings. Hmm. Well... We don't really have Star Wars news this week, but Emily found an interesting article today about how 
uh, people are stealing things from Galaxy's Edge and selling them on eBay. Yeah, this is something I first became aware of because uh, they were uh, talking about it on the latest Blue Harvest. Uh, it was an episode with Chris Fresh. It was really funny. I highly recommend it. Ooh, can't wait to listen. Except apparently Hawes' original idea was to have me and Chris on the same episode. But then Chris couldn't do it because he had some wrestling thing, and I'm I'm very disappointed. Don't get me wrong, I had a really good time recording with Hawes and with Jesse because I love them both. But I'm desperate to record something with Chris Fresh. Well, do you know what that means? That he should probably be on our podcast. Yeah, he should end the Chris Fresh tour on our podcast because he's been on Blue Harvest, Bad Motivators probably another podcast <laughs> like he needs to make his rounds yeah yeah we'll have him on maybe probably after i'm done moving i'll have a better schedule yeah but um, anyway yeah people are people are stealing like m- menus from the cantina and the metal sporks and the one of the other things i mentioned that we're getting stolen a lot is from the Millennium Falcon ride, the the cards that they hand out to tell you, like which position you're in, that you're supposed to give back to the crew at the end, but people are stealing them and selling them on eBay. Yeah, that's really sad. Like I, I get that stuff is really cool and all, but I mean that's the park's property, like. Like, I get this is a new park expansion and everything, especially, like, Star Wars. Like, Star Wars fans, you know, they like Star Wars-themed things, but also I feel like sometimes they might, like, want the things that they can't have, you know, the most. So they're like, okay, yeah, I'll take this. You know, it's like taking, like, the 3D glasses from, you know, like, Star Tours or something. Yeah. I actually think it's 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 more obnoxious that they're stealing them to sell them though yeah like i would understand like a little bit if you know they held like a sentimental part to you know like the falcon ride like they really liked the falcon and they wanted to take like a little something like home with them even though like i'm not condoning that behavior but i'm just saying that you know maybe someone really wanted that little flight card telling like let's say like they really wanted to be the pilot of the falcon and they're like i want to remember this forever and you know my first time going on my first time being a pilot but i mean selling it on ebay you know and then the sporks too like the weird little fork things like you know we were talking about like a couple weeks ago that you know they had these cool forks with like you know the 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 head of the fork was like kind of the side but people kept stealing them so now you have to use regular forks yeah, like they actually they stopped doing the sparks because they were all getting stolen. That's obnoxious. Yeah, I don't know, but I mean, like, what does Disney do when people try try to steal their stuff? I mean, sure, like someone will be like, "Hey, like, don't do that." But I mean, especially if like they try to <laughs> steal like more than one thing, like that could probably get you kicked out of the park. 
Yeah, I would think so. But I don't know. It just... There's so much stuff you can buy there. Just If you want a souvenir, just buy something. Yeah. Like, go to Doc Ondar's Antiques and, like, get some antiques or, you know, get it like a little stuffed animal. Like, my little porg was, like, 20 bucks. Like, get a porg or... The little job of the hut was really cute. I think if I go back there, I might get one of those. Oh, I, I, by the way, I now have the first order binders. Oh, wow. Because some, some friends from from out in California sent them to me. You have friends in California? Apparently. And hilariously, so because I get stuff <laughs> sent, I get stuff sent to work because we don't you like we don't have a lobby in our building and there's no doorman or anything so i just get everything sent to work so then i don't have to like worry about packages and normally it's fine cuz normally like people look and see that it's something addressed you know to me and not to the office except this time it was like we had like four boxes from that day and like three of them you know were from like insurance companies or medical records or something so somebody wasn't paying attention and just opening boxes and so, like, I'm on my way to, to like, go downstairs to the lobby to get something. And I, and I pass by and I see open on the reception desk where we keep, like, mail and stuff is an open box. I'm like, oh, I'll throw this on the garbage on my way out. And then I realize, oh, no, this is open and this is to me and this has binders in it. <laughs> Which means somebody in my office opened up a box and just like, oh, it's a set of handcuffs. And I don't know who opened it, so I couldn't even be like, it's a Star Wars thing. Anyway, I think that's the greatest thing ever <laughs> happened to anyone at work is them opening up a package meant for someone else. And not only a package, but a package of binders. Yeah. They're actually still sitting in my office because I'm not because I'm you know, since I'm in the process of moving. I'm like, I'll just take it to my new place after I moved. Oh, so but they're under they're under some other stuff right now. So you're just not like you're not using them at work to have a good time. You're just no. I don't want to associate my horrible office with sexy fun times. I mean, wouldn't it make it like a better place? No, because it's just not like that. I think it would just make sex worse. What if you like, you know, because you know that scenario where like, oh, you're in the workplace and. That's not sexy at all. I know, but, you know, you can make anything sexy. Nah. Oh, anyway, I forgot to say last week, um, Tim, who is uh, uh, Toasted Zen on Twitter, good dude, a lot of fun, he, um, he was out visiting Dallas from the Bad Motivators, and they found the, um, uh, the... Revenge of the Sith Tarkin, the one that looks like all melty face and stuff, and bought it for me. <laughs> so thank you. Thank you to Tim. I said thank you on Twitter, but I meant to mention on the show as well. And I'm allowed to say it's melty face and hideous because he got it for me because it was melty face and hideous. <laughs> so, like, I I saw the picture of it. It's pretty bad, but how would you rank it on all of the different Tarkin action figures you have. I mean, it's definitely in terms of actually looking anything like Tarkin, it's the worst. But it's hilarious because it's terrible. Yeah. 
Who played uh, Tarkin in Revenge of the Sith? Some guy. I always Tarkin. Thought, I always thought that was really cool that they had some like a kind of like a Tarkin cameo in Revenge of the Sith. But I think it would have been like cooler if they had like, you know, him actually do something in the movie or something. But that's why I'm glad in Clone Wars that we got like a good introduction to Tarkin from the magnificent voice of Stephen Stanton. Let's see. Oh, it was um, Wayne Pygram, who's an Australian actor. He was on, he was like the main bad dude on Farscape. Oh. The makeup was just so janky looking. Yeah. It was. Well, I'm glad that, you know, that's so nice of uh, Tim to get you those, that lovely Tarkin and of your California friends to think of you when they saw handcuffs. <laughs> yeah. That's fun. Handcuffs are fun. <laughs> Yes, handcuffs are fun, and apparently they like have light up effects and make noise or something. I haven't fully explored it because, again, I was in the office. I mean, maybe if you get to work like really early one morning, like you can maybe like have like a, a demo run with the the binders, like just like press some buttons and see like what happens, or you know, <laughs> they'll they'll get explored at a later date. Okay. Let me know how that goes. Yeah. Oh, this was... I want to talk about this. This is... This is shitty. Oh, Which no. is... Rizamed was originally supposed to be at Celebration Chicago. And, like, it was... An, and he was going to be doing, like, photo ops and stuff. And it was announced... I think it was actually announced, like, the day of that he wasn't going to make it. And they were going to refund everybody's money. But nobody knew why. Until... I think it was it was just a couple of days ago he was at some thing he was giving a talk at and it's because he was stopped by Homeland Security and couldn't get on the plane. What? Yeah. Because he gets, you know, he's gets stopped all the time. So he had to cancel cuz how many how many signing sessions did he have? Like, did he have it for like the whole celebration or just for like a couple days? I don't, I don't know if he was just, I think he was maybe just doing one day or something or maybe two. And I don't know. I don't, I, I didn't, I didn't, I couldn't tell if he had given all the details and whether it was, you know, he, uh, I, I think I'm not, I'm not sure whether it was he, you know, there was originally going to be a second day and he just decided not to bother with it. Because, I mean, obviously, it'd be super fucking upsetting. But, yeah. That's why I wasn't there. That's really shitty. Yeah, and he, he went on to talk about it, and he was just talking about, you know, obviously, because of his skin color, he gets stopped a lot. And, well, and obviously, I would also assume because of his name, he gets stopped a lot. Fuck. That's really sad. Yeah. Well, I mean, I definitely hope that, you know, he's doing he's doing okay and that we'll see him at next celebration. 
I hope so. Yeah, I hope this doesn't stop him from, you know, going to any more, you know, events or celebrations. Because I don't know where exactly where he lives. I don't know if he lives in Hollywood because he's doing, is he doing a lot of projects right now? I mean, I've seen him pop up in a bunch of stuff. Nothing like that he was the main dude in, but he's, I mean, he seems to be working pretty consistently. Yeah. I mean, I hope we see him in more Star Wars themed, like, sh- or Star Wars shows or anything. Like, it'd be cool to see him on, you know, the Cassian show or, you know, him doing something on another show or, because he was a really good character. I really liked him in Rogue One. He's good. He's a really good actor. Mm hmm. Yeah. Well, that's really shitty. That makes me sad that happened. Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. Well, um, what is it? Oh, the other the other bit of news is it looks like there's not going to be any sort of Star Wars panel at San Diego. Oh, really? That's that's what I'm hearing now. I looked at uh, it's something that that. They had, again mentioned on Blue Harvest, but also then I looked it up and it, I see it on a couple of blogs. That I mean, it's it's rumor at this point because San Diego doesn't have their full panel schedule up yet. But but the word is, and this was from a reporter at IO9, is just nothing nothing doing for Rise of Skywalker. That's interesting. So. I wonder if that means that they're going to take that to D23. Because then I'm lucky. Yeah, I mean, that could be. It still it still seems... It still seems weird just because... San Diego has such a bigger... Like, media buzz surrounding it. And D23 is, is you know, it's getting bigger, definitely. But you don't see this sort of intense focus on news from it the way you do from San Diego Comic-Con. Well, maybe that's why they're having, well, they, why they might have Star Wars at D23 is because they want to improve the crowds and improve, you know, the presence. And so that, you know, people know what this is because I didn't know what D23 was until I... And this was like two years ago and it was Rusty's birthday. And I called my sister when she was still living in Florida. I'm like, I don't know what to get him. Can you help me? And she's like, hey, I was looking up that there's this Disney convention in Anaheim in August and you should take him. And that's, you know, that's ironically how we found out about D23. And, you know, that's how, you know, I got to hang out with Steel and Jason. And, you know, that's... (laughs) I'm not that's not exactly why I'm here today but you know that that helped me get here today is because I found out what D23 was. Hmm. Yeah. So it it's all connected. So But yeah, I mean I feel like more people are going to know what D23 is when they keep you know, announcing certain movies or you know, I feel like they're going to do like a behind the scenes thing like they did for The Last Jedi. And they're going to announce a lot of, you know, interesting Disney movies, too. Like, they're probably going to announce, like, 
Hercules live action, uh, Mer- Little Mermaid live action. They're doing a Hercules live action? I think so. I, I heard the rumors that they were going to have Chris Pratt play Hercules and Anna Kendrick play Meg. And then Hades was going to be played by, um, oh, I'm spacing out on his name, Jeff Goldblum. Hmm. I don't think I ever saw all of Hercules. It's really cute. I recommend it. I think it's on Netflix. Some of the best music in an animated Disney movie. Huh. Yeah. Oh, my God. Speaking of Disney movies, I had Carlos watch Toy Story 3 last night for the first time. And I think that was like my second time watching it. I've never cried so much in a, <laughs> in a fucking movie. And I don't know why either. Because, like, I was, uh, I don't want to, uh, I don't know how many people have watched it. But, I mean, like, you know, I go into it, like, yeah, you know, like, the toys, like, of course, like, Andy's older and everything. And he, they're not playing with, he's not playing with them anymore. But then it's, like, you know, the end when, like, they all think they're going to die. <laughs> like, they all accept death and you know, just feeling neglected and being tortured by toddlers. Like, it's just so traumatic. Oh, God. Did Carlos like it? Yeah, he really liked it. We're going to go see a Toy Story 4 today, too. So hopefully I need to bring fucking tissues or something because I was my full face is just like moist with tears. because I just couldn't stop crying. And I'm like, why is this happening? But, yeah, no, but I don't know. Like, that's why I I personally love going to, you know, Disney-themed conventions or anything, just, like, finding out, like, news about movies and everything. Because that's where, you know, I I got, like, the first 10 minutes of The Lion King, which that comes out, like, in a week or, or, like, two weeks or something. And I saw that two years ago. And that was probably one of, like, my highlights of that convention. And probably the Star Wars stuff will be there, too. And it's always so cool, like, seeing the cast and everything. Like, I saw the cast of Infinity War. And, you know, I don't know who else I'm going to see this year. But all I know is that it's one of those overnight panels. So I get to do that again. So hopefully that'll be fun. Maybe I'll do, like, a little, like, a blog Pot. No, I'm, I'm not going to call it a blog pot. Like a little... <laughs> can't, can't steal steal shit that much. No, I can't. Like that is trademarked blog pod. You know, like he probably went to the courthouse or wherever and said, hey, this is mine. No one can touch it. So now I owe steal $25 <laughs> for saying that I'm going to make a blog pod. Now I owe another $25. So... <laughs> I will do a Canto Bite recording. I don't know. I'll do something, maybe. You can just call it a podcast. Yeah, a podcast. Well, yeah, but it's like, it's not like a full podcast. It's like a miniature podcast. Okay. But... Because, I mean, there's going to be a lot of people there. Um, I think, I don't know if Steele's going. I should ask him. Um, 
Carlos is going. I think Araj is going. Um, I, I'm not sure about Corey. A lot of people. A lot of people from the lovely California. But, yeah. I mean, it should be fun, though. I mean, conventions are always fun. I've never been to Comic-Con, so, like, I don't really know what that's like, but I know it's just, like, it's, like, a lot of people. And that's why I like, why I really liked uh, Star Wars Celebration, because it's just, like, one thing. Like, I don't know how I would do with, like, multiple universes or, you know? Like, I feel like I would be, like, a little overwhelmed. What are the crowds like at D23? Um, They're not too bad. It's a lot of, oh, obviously it's, like, Disney people, but it's a lot more cosplayers. Like, they, you see a lot of Disney princesses, but then you see, like, Disney princess mashup match with, uh, like, Thor or something. Like, a Thor Tinkerbell or, like, a, a Thor Bell and... It's interesting. Like, I think definitely this year it's going to be bigger because I know a lot more cosplayers. I know a lot more Disney bloggers that are probably going to be there. So, and there's a lot of people, like, obviously, like, buying merch. But Disney merch is some of the most interesting things because people will, like, cut off their arms just to get, like, a vintage Mickey Mouse ear or something you know mm-hmm. like it's really cool but I, I want to see what exclusives they have this year but and then they always have like little like this year marks the 50th anniversary of the haunted mansion so they're probably going to have like a little booth for that but their booths are really extravagant like you wait in this giant line and you go inside and they have things from the ride and then they have like little posters or you know really cool i'm really bad at explaining things <laughs> but you know i mean i'll take lots of pictures but, but yeah should be fun dude we're almost at 100 we are almost at 100 100 episodes yeah, so oh, just so people know, so we had originally talked about doing like a Rogue One commentary for 100, and we still want to do a Rogue One commentary, and we're going to, but we realized like for 100, we should probably do like an actual episode where we can, you know, t- talk to each other and have you know, like, you know, voicemail and email and stuff. So we're going to do that. And hopefully we'll do like a bunch of fuck Mary kills or top threes or, or bed watch or whatever maybe we can bed watch a hundred people in no. star wars no that because well for a couple reasons one n- nobody except except maybe chris chris fresh would actually want to listen to that much but also then we couldn't ever do this segment again because we would be out of people maybe we can do like the background characters in star wars so that we can still vote fo- like um, I'm trying to think of a good background character. Like one of the stormtroopers or TC-14 from The Phantom Menace. Uh, the werewolf from the cantina. Yeah, you know, we can do like everyone in the cantina. Okay. Like that's already like 50 people. Yeah, but I don't want to do that all in one episode. Okay. That's a lot. That's a lot of thinking about sex 
Like, I would do a couple probably. Yeah. I'll do a couple big ones. We should do chronic for 100. You should do chronic. <laughs> well, I should 100. do chronic, but we should do a bed watch segment for chronic for 100. Yeah, that's a good idea. That's going to be like a 30 minute segment. <laughs> like we'll have to like we'll have to go from like the beginning to like the end, like how how the bed watch would start. Like how <laughs> So basically, you're just thinking we're going to do porn. Like, we're going to talk about how it's going to happen. So it's okay. like we're mapping out porn. Like, you know how, like, sometimes, like, some people are very, like, hey, like, instead of, you know, initiating sex, they're like, hey, like, I would like to have sex with you. And then, like, this is how I would want it to happen. And then it's like, you know, you're right. We're writing a story. We're writing <laughs> porn. <laughs> Start working on some storyboards. Yeah. That's gonna be interesting storyboards. Like, um, reminds me of the the Phantom Menace do- documentary where uh, George Lucas has like the three highlighters and he has like the whole board and he's like highlighting like what's gonna be like live action and CGI. Like, we'll highlight what's like PG PG thirteen rated R. I don't know. Should we get to bed watch though right now? Yeah, sure. Let's do it. All right. Uh, this bed watch recommendation is from Catherine, our lovely, beautiful friend, Catherine, from That Geek Pod, which is a good podcast. Check it out. I've been listening to that. I've been catching up on podcasts because I've been so fucking busy with work. Uh, I've been catching up with that. I've been catching up with Star Wars Spelt Out with Josh. Just Also a good one. All the Australian podcasts are, like, the best podcasts. Like, I can't put into words. Like, I don't know. It's just, it's so good. But Catherine is, like, the best. And her cat Jack is also the best. And she takes him on walks, and it's so beautiful. But bed watch. Uh, she gave us uh, Clone Wars Obi-Wan. Emily? Did Obi-Wan and Satine have sex? Not sure in the Clone Wars, but they definitely had sex pre-Phantom Menace. So, like... Would that be like early twenties, Obi Wan? Yeah, because I, <sighs> maybe like twenty four, twenty five. I see him being like, I don't know. I feel like the Jedi are all so fucking gentle because, like, I feel like a lot of them, because they've sworn their life to the Jedi Order. Like, they probably don't, like, they know how to, like, have sex, but, like, they don't know how to fuck. Well, but also they're not, they're not, like, supposed to be having sex with anybody anyway. Mm-hmm. And they've grown up mostly in 
like basically in like monasteries yeah where they're under this training so they wouldn't be necessarily be having tons of experience i mean obviously i guess it would sort of depend how much the jedi police their students because people are getting up to shit at like boarding schools and stuff all the time so it's possible they're they're sneaking around up to all sorts of no good things at least some of them depending again on how much how seriously they take the whole jedi training But you're not going to have a ton of experience in terms of, like, when you get older and are out meeting a bunch of different people and learning, like, what people like and what they don't like in bed. Yeah, but I feel like every Jedi would be, like, different, though. Like, maybe... I don't know, because it's like, I think about Anakin, and I think about, like, definitely, like, Padme was like his like one and only so like I wonder how sex for them was like like but I know like this is like Obi-Wan centered but I think you know especially like with Satine like I don't think that Obi-Wan slept with anyone else but Satine but I also don't know what kind of lover Obi-Wan is like is he the kind of dude that wants like candles and everything or does he just like accidentally just like finish in like two minutes like I don't know well which that's not a bad thing. I'm just saying, you yeah. know, he just gets excited and, you know, like that, that happens to everyone, you know, like they, they, they see a nice yeah. looking lady and, you know. <laughs> but like for, for Obi-Wan in particular, him going against the Jedi vows is a big deal. Like it's not something he would take lightly, which makes me think it's, it would be like the, candlelight overly romantic gentle making love you know yeah like obi-wan is definitely a love maker like he's gentle he's kind and he's always like you know if he does something he'll be like are you okay yeah see i think it would be overly annoying with that shit Like, you couldn't just be like, just f- shut up and fuck me, you know? Yeah, but, I mean, that's what Satine's there for. Like, maybe, like, Satine was like, hey, I'm fine. Just fuck me, you know? I don't think Obi-Wan would like with that language. Like, you couldn't, get, you couldn't get Obi-Wan to slap your ass. He would firmly grasp it. But not slap it. You know, like he'd do like a nice, like, not like a slap grab, but like it's like a calmly just ass grab, you know? I think it would be very earnest. <laughs> a lovingly ass touch or like a lovingly. <laughs> no, not just, not just think like a grab, yeah, but the whole thing would be, you know, it'd be, it'd be soft lighting and romantic music and 
probably not actually very good. Something that you definitely wouldn't like. Yeah, it's just not my thing. I don't think I don't think I would have the patience for Obi-Wan. Yeah. I mean, I think I would. Like it's it's nice to fuck, but it's nice to have a nice lovingly time. And especially with, like, Obi-Wan, too. Like, that'd be nice. But we also don't know, like, what kind of lover Satine... I almost said Sabine. Wow. Satine is, too, you know? Like, maybe she took charge. You know, like, I know that Obi-Wan is a very gentle, proper gentleman, but... I think she had to take charge insofar as she had to initiate it. Yeah. But again, if unless unless Obi Wan is like screwing around with his with a bunch of his fellow Padawans and stuff, which I don't see him doing, he's going to be really inexperienced, and it's going to be weird. Yeah. Well, maybe they didn't have sex that many times either. You know, I would say that maybe he's had sex like two or three times at the most. Well, yeah, because then he decides to go be a Jedi. (laughs) Yeah, but he was still a Jedi. Well, he was a Padawan. He was a Padawan when all that stuff happened. And I feel like... Yeah, but I'm saying is like they were were probably together a couple times when he was not sure whether he was going to give it up for her or not. And he decides not to. And... Hasn't had sex again since then? I guess so, but then it was so sad when he told her, like, if you would have if you would have told me, then I I would have you know, not been a Jedi. Like that was so sad that if she would have been like, Hey dude, I love you and he would have been like, Okay, I love you too. Um, there goes my Jedi hood, you know. But I don't know what the Jedi Order would be without Obi-Wan. would be doomed, probably. Because, I mean, Obi-Wan, you know, sure, like, he trained Anakin and everything. But, I mean, he helped Luke and Leia hide from the Emperor. You know, he was part of that plan to separate them and to take... Luke to Tatooine and, you know, to bring peace and balance back to the Order for a little bit until uh, Kylo Ren. (laughs) I don't know. This is the weird thing with Star Wars is I don't fucking know what would happen if this thing didn't happen or that thing. Like, just the galaxy's going to be doomed either way for, like, a short period of time. You know, there's never this balance and the balance never lasts, like, more than, what, like, 30 years, maybe? Well, until they need to make a new movie again. Well, yeah. That's but how I long mean... it lasts. Well, no, literally, that's how long it lasts. Yeah, until we need to make another movie. But... I don't know, but... Yeah, Obi-Wan would be a nice, a nice lover. I don't know if I would recommend him to my friends... I don't know 
if maybe if if they like a lovingly sexcapade. <laughs> I know you wouldn't. It would not be a sexcapade with Obi Wan. Yeah, if you like candles, what kind of candles do you think Obi Wan would like? I would say like something like not tropical, but like a little fruity, a little like. Definitely not like a pumpkin candle. I, can't, I don't see Obi Wan as like a pumpkin guy. I know, and not, none of the like the baked good ones. What candles do you like? I like the baked good ones, quite honestly. Oh, really? Or anything like vanilla or caramel. Hmm. I like sugary ones. Yeah, I like. There's a couple from Target I really like. There's this like waterfall one that's really good. And then there's this one, I forget what it's called, but it's, like, the gray candle from Target. And it's, like, what's that one called for the gray one from Target? I'm asking Carlos, and he doesn't know either. But... Oh, I'm shocked that he doesn't yeah. know. Yeah, he's going to the bathroom right now to find it. <laughs> we have a live. Oh, thank you for getting up. Get you a man that gets up and finds your candles for you. <laughs> And who listens to you talk about sex with, uh, <laughs> with, uh, thank you, baby. All right. Um, snuggly sweater. I'm going to open it up right now. Okay. I've smelled that one before. Yeah. It's like, how would you describe the smell of snuggly sweater? Like it's, how would you describe the, the smell of it? You, you can talk. He's smelling it. Currently breathing it in. He's bring it, breathing it in one more time. <laughs> Fresh done laundry. <laughs> Fresh done laundry. There we go. I like a nice like laundry smell. Like, you know, when you've, you're done doing laundry, like I might put too much laundry detergent in because I like my stuff to be like really clean. And I really like the smell of laundry detergent. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we can leave it in here. But, yeah. I love a good candle, though. Like, I used to get always get those Bath & Body Works candles, but those are just so fucking expensive. And, like, they're so small, too. But I love Bath & Body Works. I get their candles when, because a couple times a year, they'll be on sale for, like, 10 bucks a pop. Oh, Yeah. That's when I get them too. Like I remember we had Thanksgiving at Carlos's house and we got like a shit ton of candles because I'm like, I want the house to smell good because he has two lovely dogs and like sometimes like it smells like dog, which that's not really a problem. But when you're trying to eat food, I don't want to, you know, smell. But um, yeah, we put candles all over the house. We got like uh, like the cinnamon toast or there's those holiday ones are really good though yeah i like those yeah hmm. well yeah thank you Catherine, for your bed watch uh, suggestion and if anyone has any bed watch suggestions email us at candlebitepod at gmail.com uh message us or message the podcast on twitter or message both of us on twitter can't tell Brit, BF Lind. 
Uh, do you want to get to voicemail? Yeah, sure. Do you know what that means? Voicemail, it's a voicemail song. This is me singing a voicemail song. Because we have voicemail from King Tom. Voicemail! Oh, that was so great. It, it is from King Tom, right? Yes. <laughs> okay. It, it rhymed. Oh, that's so great. I could never do that on the spot. I'll give you mad props for that. All right. Here's a voicemail from King Tom when it decides to. All right. Hey there, Brito and Lindo. First, let me just say that I hope the screening process for a new co-host is going well. On an unrelated note, Emily, there's a 20 attached to this voicemail. Do with it what you will. <laughs> Damn it! Two questions that kind of came together that I wanted to run by you. One of the things that I enjoy about the character of Orson Krennic is that, and this is kind of mentioned a little bit in the movies, but more in the supporting material, you know, he's not a military guy. He's... Uh, you know, a, a, a planner, an engineer who manages to complete the Death Star and totally deserves to oversee it, but he goes up against the military and he kind of becomes part of the military that way, even though he's not part of the military. And this got me thinking about Werner Herzog's character in The Mandalorian. From what we saw of the, the footage from Celebration, his character looks to be in charge of some imperial outpost or presence on a planet that we think is Tatooine. But I was thinking, what if his character is like Krennic, where after the Battle of Endor, you know, it's been established that a lot of the imperial higher-ups either disappeared, died, or defected. And what if... Instead of being a crusty old veteran of the Clone Wars who became an Imperial military guy, what if Herzog's character was not military at all? What if, you know, he, he, he was the undersecretary for agriculture and tourism on Tatooine and at the time of the Mandalorian is the highest ranking Imperial official, military or otherwise, on the planet. And just because of that, that's why he has the goofy uniform, but, the, you know, stormtrooper has to have to follow someone, so they end up following him, even though he has nothing to do with the military. In my head, that's the, 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 the you know, the origin I'm going with, either that or he's a member of Death Watch, <laughs> which works for most characters anyway I, you know uh, i look forward to to seeing what goes on with the co-host hunt uh and uh, i look forward to listening to more of you guys thanks for listening and keep up the great podcast thanks <laughs> thank you king tom this is a good i like that you know i feel like it is sort of something I sometimes forget about is not all like not all the imperial dudes are military dudes. I mean, obviously, because the empire stretched everywhere and took over all sorts of planets and was the the government. So there are tons of people there who aren't your your you know warship commanders or anything that don't have the oh well this is the moth from this star destroyer 
And I, I kind of like the idea that that's not who Herzog is. That'd be an interesting perspective on that if he is just some, like, bureaucrat dude who suddenly finds himself as the last one standing and now he's got all these stormtroopers that are following him shit and he can I mean basically just be a fucking gangster I would really like that too like I can't think of anything else what he would do but now that I really like that and it would it would make sense if it is if it is on Tatooine. I mean, yeah, sure, he could be some military guy who, you know, ran off. But I think it does make sense that he was, you know, he was yeah, like he said, you know, undersecretary or something or some. I mean, not not you know nothing in terms of rank, but not a guy who was in charge of everything. But you just sort of end up that way because, I mean, you're on some backwater planet, then. You're the dude. Yeah. And I think that would work really interestingly in that um, the footage we saw, the the trailer that they showed at Celebration when he's doing the voiceover about how the Empire has improved every planet as a presence on. That even makes more sense if he is somebody who was in, like, city planning or something and not in the military. Yeah, I'm just still surprised that, you know, there are still people out there who really thought that the Empire made the galaxy better and i would like to hear more from people who thought that and still think that you know after the empire has fallen yeah i mean we get we get little bits of it here and there um what's her name on resistance when she's when she's talking yeah, about tam. Oh, tam yeah when she's talking about how you know her grandfather work for the Empire because it put food on the table. And especially because it's not... I mean, quite obviously, it's not like when the New Republic came in, everything was working perfectly. So, there would be people who are resentful and who do think that things were better before everything fell apart because i mean even if even if it's a terrible fascist government things get really chaotic when governments fall apart i would imagine especially when you're talking about something as vast as the empire where and we've talked about this on the show before There'd be these, like, outer rim planets and stuff that didn't know for, for, you know, weeks, months. They wouldn't even know that the Empire had fallen. That must have been, like, a really interesting realization that, oh, 
this happened and this happened a while ago yeah if you're if you're out on some you know distant forest moon somewhere where you barely have any contact with the outside world you, you know in general like oh, okay there's the empire and they're in charge of things and occasionally you know like oh they'll come and they'll take stuff off your planets or they'll come and collect taxes or something and maybe you even know that there's a rebellion but then one day you're like hey the rebellion blew up a space station killing millions of government officers and then a couple years later it's like oh hey they also murdered the emperor it give you a very different perspective than if you're watching the movies and following the adventures of luke skywalker <laughs> yeah Because for a lot of these people, the Empire would just be that. They'd be the government, and you don't have a ton to do with them. And maybe you don't even particularly like them, but there's a big difference between, eh, I think the government's kind of assholes, to, oh, I'm glad that these rebels killed millions of soldiers. Now I'm really interested in The Mandalorian and seeing what points of view we get from Empire loyalists and even some, you know, Rebel Alliance people, but mostly, like, we've never, you know, like, sure, we're getting that in Resistance and everything, but especially, like, like less than three years after you know the battle of endor that can get really interesting like seeing how everyone's still kind of scrambling to do everything i mean like what's even going on on tatooine or whatever planet where this all is going on yeah we don't know yeah, there's there's tons of stuff you can do there i hope they i hope they really dig into the politics in the show that's one of my favorite things about Star Wars is, you know, is that, you know, especially with, you know, in the Clone Wars, I thought it was like really interesting, too, that, you know, they were trying to fight to end the war and like Palpatine's like manipulating ways to keep it going on, you know, killing certain people or, you know, stuff with the Trade Federation, like with Clovis, like that's heavy. But obviously in The Mandalorian, it'll probably be explained better because that was a TV show on Cartoon Network. <laughs> and, you know, this, is, this is something on like a streaming service or, you know, but I wonder how dark this is going to be. I almost said dark and gritty, but no, like I wonder how dark it's going to be, you know, because I the Disney streaming service is obviously going to have PG-13 stuff. I mean, for God's sake, they're going to have The Simpsons on there. That's not entirely family friendly like i think probably the first couple of seasons of the simpsons are like i remember being young and watching that oh yeah i definitely watched that when i was a kid 
I definitely think it was better then than it is now. Oh, yeah, but it's been on for 8 billion years. years. Yeah. I can't do Family Guy, though. Ugh. Fucking hate Family Guy. It's just as gross. Like, even, like, the Star Wars stuff is just, like, I don't know. Like, I just, I can't do that. That kind of humor. Like, sometimes, like, yeah, like, my humor can be, like, dark. But, I mean, that's just, like, like, sometimes it's just, it's so gross and, ugh. But, yeah, I mean, do you think they'll ever be cursing in Star Wars? Not, I mean, not human cursing. We get a little, you know, there's, there's, we, we get stuff in Star Wars that's definitely cursing, but they're never going to say fuck in Star Wars. I don't think I can imagine ever, anyone ever saying like fuck or shit or the C word. No, <laughs> no one's saying cunt in Star Wars. <laughs> oh, you never know. Hopefully no, I think I I think that's one that's one we know. They're I, never. They're... <laughs> I even feel weird like hearing it on TV. You know, like in Game of Thrones, like some characters would just like throw that out there, and I'm like, oh, that's a word. But I don't know. Thank you, King Tom, for the voicemail. Yes, thank you. Now I'm going to be thinking about it that a lot because I just what for whatever reason I just had him in my head as like a military dude, but maybe he's not. Yeah, I like that. I can't. I cannot wait to find out more about that guy. I can't wait to find out more about all the characters. Like, hopefully, I find out some stuff at the Disney convention. But ooh, and if he's not, if he is like some like politico bureaucratic dude. Then you have. I keep. I've said dude so many times this episode, but <laughs> then uh, you have Giancarlo Esposito's character, who obviously is a military guy, dude. <laughs> and and you could get some. You could get some interesting stuff there. Yeah, I can't wait. It's- November needs to come quicker. Yeah, I'm really looking forward to that show. Me too. Well, um, where can we find you and the podcast on social media? You can find me on Twitter and Instagram at EFLind. You can find the show on Twitter and Instagram at CantoBitePod. You can send us emails, CantoBitePod at gmail.com. Wonderful. And you can find me on Twitter as CantoBrit and Instagram as Brittany the Ginger. Thank you, everyone, for listening. And we will talk to you guys next time. Bye. Bye. Uh, Canto Bitch number one doing it fulcrum style. Check it out. Listen up, y'all, cause this is it. Fuck all the rest, be a Kanto bitch. Brittany the Jinj and Emily Lind. Bet on these two to show place and win. These are the girls you've been looking for. Unique takes on Star Wars and more. Listen
listen every week for laughs and fun. Take it from me, Kendall Bitch, number one. Should know I've been down since day one.